0: the race for the ring episode 92 behind the boy's brain with max maxim you're listening to the race for the ring i am your host mindy barnett I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor. Than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go! Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Race for the Ring. Today, we have an amazing guest. He is a professional dating coach who helps professional men find um, high quality women and also helps them get over the hurdle of rejection. His name's Max Maxim, and he's an online dating coach who works with lots of entrepreneurs to help them find the girls of their dreams. And today, We are going to dish a lot about how he helps men get over breakups, which um, he claims to be harder for them than women, which is interesting. We talk a lot about the difference in how the two sexes tend to um, mourn, if you will, and the duration of that process. And he also helps them kind of like come into their own masculinity so that they can find women that are going to appreciate them for the amazing guys that they are. Um, I found the conversation really in- compelling um, and also really entertaining. We have a lot of fun antidotes and things like that that we talk about. So I am very sure you will love this conversation. Before we get to it, though, I just want to remind everybody I've been lax in doing so to please rate and review the Race for the Ring. It means the world to me, Um, you know, other than social media posts periodically that you'll see on my feed and also Race for the Rings Instagram. And if you don't Follow that, please do. Um, because you can get information on all of the fun episodes and things like that, contests and so forth that we do throughout the year. Um, we don't really do anything to kind of raise awareness for this. This is just for me, um, a passion project. It's um, something that I enjoy doing. I'm you know, definitely love being on air, miss that a little bit from my prior career as a television news anchor reporter. Um, but you know, my day to day is definitely hyper focused on public relations and. Currently in graduate school, and my book "You Don't Need to Be a Bitch to Be a Boss" and keynoting and all of that. So, um, I would really be grateful if you would be kind enough to rate and review and just share with your friends um, how this is such a fun and engaging podcast because that's what it's meant to be: educational in the sense of giving you good information and insight about the dating world, and also entertaining you along the way. So. Thank you in advance for your support for that rate and reviewing exercise. (laughs) Okay, well, let's get right to it with Max. Hello, Max. I'm excited to have some male testosterone on the race for the ring today. How are you? It's
1: going to be so much fun. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to do this. Oh, yes. Buckle up your seatbelt.
0: All right. So tell everybody and um, enlighten the audience a little bit about what you do. You work with men. Um, your dating coach and your clientele is all male. And you help them find quality women because I guess they feel like they're having a hard time finding the quality women, right? Um, and secure them and all of the above. So in your own words, though, why don't you share a little bit about how you got into this, what you do, and stuff like that.
1: For sure. So, yeah, so I basically work with men, professional men mostly. Um, I definitely specialize in like entrepreneurs and men just with, you know, very, very demanding careers, let's say. And it didn't start out that way. And it's kind of an interesting story how that works. But a tiny Oh, I want
0: to hear, give us a cliff notes. Go ahead. I'm curious. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. So I'm coaching, I'm doing this dating coach thing, and I'll tell you how I got into that. But, you know, I would say maybe two years ago, I noticed something. I'm like, wait a minute, why are the majority of my clients accountants? lawyers you could say doctors you know people in law people in medical people in pharmaceuticals people in accounting let's use all those things why are all my clients in all this tech all those positions and then it kind of occurred to me because i'm thinking at first like why do these guys have trouble meeting women like they're they're not you know sloppy it's not that they're not taking care of themselves it's not that they don't have good incomes like what's the issue here mm-hmm. and then i was like oh all day at work they're staring at spreadsheets they're dealing with facts zero emotion. All day, they are in such a a masculine, factual state of mind that when they get out on a date after 5 p.m., they're still in that mindset. But as you know, dating is not factual. Dating is emotional. And they have so much trouble turning off that work mentality and now succeeding with women in their dating life. And
0: I was they- going to say maybe because they don't have time to meet people because they're so big. That's my issue personally, truthfully, right. you know? Right. Yeah.
1: I think that's definitely an issue for everyone now in 2020, just with how work is and stuff. But yeah, this was a huge mindset barrier for them. And after I realized that, then I really niched down to trying to only work with those kind of guys because I figured out certain strategies and certain things that can kind of help them, you know, mm. get more into their emotions. Because I always tell my clients, like, when you're in your head, you're dead. You have to be in your body. You have to be present in order for a woman to feel you. And if you're in your head, if you're not present and she can't feel your masculine energy, she's never going to be able to relax into her feminine energy and actually enjoy the date for the date to become you know, a masculine and a feminine, which, which creates attraction, which creates a date. Um, and that was the big problem for these specific men. Um, okay. which was really cool. And once I figured that out, it's really fun actually to help them because you know, I love business. I obviously have an online business like you do too. And it's cool to kind of relate dating strategies to business and then just kind of have them wrap it around their head a little bit, which is a lot of That's
0: fun. That's very, very cool. All right. So go back to how you got into this. How'd you okay, get cool. into this?
1: Okay, cool. So all the way back to high school, the end of high school, going into college, um, I was super overweight. I was 245
0: pounds. Um Wow geez.
1: Now, which is crazy. Yeah,
0: because you're not that at all now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 So I was I was super overweight, and as you can imagine, not very attracted to women, not very confident. So I was the guy who would just wear like you know a gray sweatshirt and jeans and just try and be in the back of the room and just try and not, you know, stand out, not make any waves, didn't want anyone to notice me. I was just really embarrassed of who I was. So mm-hmm. uh you know, come senior year into college, I wanted to work on myself a lot. So I lost a lot of weight, I really got into style. Not that you could see it right now because I was Wearing a sweatshirt after the gym. But, no, I could tell um, you
0: were like fit. Yeah. I, got yeah.
1: Style. I wanted to look a lot better. I started my first business. So I was trying to get my whole life in order. But then I was like, wait a minute. I thought when I do all this, the girls are gonna come, but they didn't. I don't I don't understand. Why didn't this work? And then I was like, oh, you need social skills to date. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I'm so no, loud. That just struck off. me really funny, obviously. All right, go ahead, continue. <laughs>
1: I got mentors of my own that helped me in my dating life as well as my business life, because you know, business, as you know, is is also social, way more important than any business strategies, is how good you are socially. Um, so they helped me with both of those things, and I just really got obsessed with like human psychology and human dating and masculine energy and feminine energy and just learning this part of my life that know i'd always look at guys that succeed with women some of my friends actually but they were naturals so they didn't actually know what they were doing because they were born with it so Mm. it was just very very interesting for me to really try and figure out you know what actually sparks attraction and what makes a girl kind of see you as you know a nice guy that she's not really going to be attracted to in that way what gets you friend zoned? what makes a girl desire you and it was really cool to learn all that and now you know after Doing all that, I started to succeed. I had a couple of friends ask me for advice and it went really well. One of them, I was actually just at his wedding in June, which is so cool. Oh, that's
0: awesome. Good. So
1: and, um, and then, yeah, I was like, wow, maybe there's a way to monetize this and become a dating coach of my own. and And I did that. And I guess the way to cap off the story the perfect way would be. Back in 10th grade, when I was 245 pounds, there was a girl in my math class that I had such a crush on that I thought was amazing. And I saw her in college too, um, but I still wasn't my best self, but I still was like absolutely infatuated with her. And just this summer, she became my fiance. So, oh my God, congratulations. congratulations. That's, really, that's an
0: awesome great. story. Really, I love that. How'd you hook her?
1: Um. So at exactly you, year ago, you got your
0: personal skills up to speed, I guess. <laughs> Exactly.
1: A year ago in February, we ended up, you know, doing a couple of messages on Instagram. We got on a phone call. It was just going to be a quick call. It ended up being four hours. It was like the deepest, most connected phone call either one of us have ever been on. Our first two days lasted like 11 hours. And after that, we just, we knew that this was right and we wanted to be Aww. together. And, um, you know, what's funny is I had people Maybe that treated me differently when I lost the weight and maybe became more high value and more attractive. But I don't like that because that just shows no, that no, it's really superficial. Really yeah, exactly. But yeah, no matter what I looked like or whatever, you know, she you should really still be was.
0: kind and nice. Yeah, yeah and I she agree. Wasn't-
1: that way, I obviously, I can't fault her, though, for not being attracted to me in the past, because it's not her fault that she's not attracted to someone that's not their best self and not confident, because, you know, that's not her fault. But she
0: was probably always nice to you, right? Side, yeah, she yeah. was always
1: really, really yeah. cool, and why I, you know, viewed her still in such an awesome light, Um, so it was really cool Aww. to have that happen, so it's kind of fitting being on this podcast, too.
0: I love that story. You're probably gonna be like the best husband too. Because you're like oh. you're probably so like head over heels as you had this like infatuation and now it's like reality. I think that's amazing. Okay. When are you last question before we get into the topic of breaking up, which you hopefully won't have to deal <laughs> with, but what is such an awful like transition? But when are you guys did you guys set a wedding date or anything or no, not yet?
1: No. So uh, right now we're working on buying a house. Um so we're oh gonna, that's exciting we move into our, our dream house. We really want to do that this summer, and once we're in it, we're settled in, we're going to start doing some wedding planning, which will be cool.
0: Awesome. Good, good, good stuff. All right. All right. <laughs> now making the sad transition to oh, breaking up. All <laughs> right. So, so um, I would imagine that uh, you, you hit this topic quite a bit with your clients, right? Like they're coming to you maybe after, you know, working with you and then it's, they hit like a, you know, a hiccup in the road, if you will, or they are before. coming to you, before, yeah, they break. They had this horrible breakup, and then they sort of like a lost soul, um, in the sea of love. So so cliche. What else can I whip up at this moment?
1: That's completely
0: ridiculous. Um, but anyway, how? What are some of the first steps that you take with your clients that to try to get over the the heartache?
1: For sure. So I think number one, I think when you're in a relationship, I think it's very easy to become very complacent and become very, very comfortable. And then let the three areas of your life start to dwindle, which I think three most important areas of any life, but especially to men would be health, wealth and relationships. So I think, you know, sometimes people in a relationship, they're not working on their health a lot, they're not really working on being them best selves physically. Um, Sometimes maybe, you know, they're they're not chasing this huge mission and purpose in their life in regards to their career and their wealth. And lastly, you know, they might become complacent in their relationship and not lean into those edges and not be the person that they were when they met. And all these things probably are the reason that they ended up breaking up in the first place. So I think it's very, very important, number one, for a guy to get back on his purpose and mission in life. And I'm interested to hear a female perspective as well. I always tell guys that women don't really want to be number one in your life, even if they say that. And I don't mean that in like a toxic way. What I mean is if a guy puts you first over his career, over his work, within reason, I'm not saying, you know, never be a good husband. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying like if he's not constantly leaning into bettering his life, how can you truly feel safe with this guy being your protector? You know, I heard an episode of your podcast where you were saying with nice guys, it's not that we don't want guys to be nice to us. It's that if they're nice to the world and they're a pushover to the world, well, how can we put our trust in faith? Yeah,
0: Yeah, like a wuss.
1: Exactly, exactly. We want
0: a knight in shining armor, not like a, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. So I'm always telling guys, you have to put your mission and purpose first, because if you put her first and you don't have a mission and purpose, well, she's not going to keep you first so it it's very, very important, so number one is getting back on that path, getting back on what your big goal is, and getting back into self improvement, you know working on yourself. But the last thing, and I don't know what other advice is out there, but mine would be you cannot take time to you know sit on the couch and you know think about this and dwell and whatever i don't think that's good at all i think the best thing you should do is is get out there right away i'm not saying you know go out and sleep with a bunch of people to get over it because i don't think that's healthy either but getting out there and meeting people being social i think is a huge part of getting over someone so
0: you don't think they should mourn at all or do you think they should mourn for a shorter period of time and then like push themselves to like try to like get back on the proverbial
1: horse (laughs) yeah i mean i guess you know the next day after breaking up i'm sure you can take a week or two and you know really you know let that sink in yeah but i there are people out there that take months and i don't think that's healthy at all i think that you have to get out there as soon as possible
0: do you think guys and i know this is such a like just your opinion i mean you're not like obviously like a you know you don't have a crystal ball but do you think guys get over breakups easier than women do would you say, or no? I feel like that might be a misconception amongst women. They think guys are, they're not as in, in, intense. They're not I, as I sad. Actually, I actually crying. Really? You do? Yeah.
1: yeah I, think Why? That, I think men don't understand what they have until it's gone. So I think like, you know, we think that we're going to be okay. And I've had a lot of clients like this too. Like they call me up and they they pretend to be excited that they just got out of this relationship and they're like oh no. oh what
0: do they say give us an antidote you don't have to name names and stuff like well, that or, yeah they'll, they'll just. i want to hear give us like just, a, a bird's eye view of what goes on
1: <laughs> they'll just okay. be excited to you know get out there and be able to finally you know get higher quality women and they'll say that girl wasn't even you know my i got t-.
0: rid of the bitch she's gone <laughs> well, i can't believe how
1: long i was with her but then you know over over time they might realize like, oh, wow, but she did have this. That was really cool. She did do that. That was really cool. And I'm having trouble finding that again. So um, I, I don't think men quite realize how much they like someone until they're out of the relationship. But personally, I think it's way easier for women, in my opinion. And I'm curious to hear your opinion, too. But me and my clients and probably most of other men are under the belief that a lot of women don't end a relationship until they have another prospect in mind.
0: Okay. Let me think back on my relationships. Hold on a second. I okay. was married for a long time. So, well, not a long time, sadly, only 10 years, but I okay. mean, for a chunk of my life. So I'm going to go backwards past that. Cause I'm going to like the things I've had now, I'm not really anything to speak of, but um, since my marriage, I mean, but before that, okay. So I was engaged to a guy okay. when I was in my twenties. Um, we never got married. I was just engaged, Watching but you. He was, like, my, ch- my high school sweetheart, and we broke up, and then we got back together, like, my senior year of college. And he was, like, my first love, my you know, real first love. Okay. When I And I ended the engagement. Um, so I'm trying to think. I think I did dabble a little bit. I can't tell a lie. I hope he's not listening. We're friends now. But I didn't cheat on him. I definitely – I'm not oh, a cheater. Cheat. Like, I'm not – yeah, no, 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 no. I know. I mean, yeah. I just want to clarify for the listeners. Okay. I did not cheat on this guy Um my – Right. than fiance. But I did talk to some guys, which I guess technically would be cheating, but I didn't go on a date and I didn't kiss anybody. And I, I didn't do any of that, but someone of one of my friends or forget family friend or something really wanted to set me up for a while. Cause we had a lot of issues for a long time before I actually pulled the trigger and ended that relationship. But I sort of, finally kind of caved a little and got told them they could give this one guy like my my number and we talked and stuff like that and then i wound up breaking up and we did date i did date that guy whatever it was totally rebound it wasn't like a big deal so that was my first thing um other boyfriends like i don't think so for me I think I had breakups and some of them weren't me so they were them and then I was devastated because it was like I was blindsided mm-hmm. you know a couple others I, I did it because the guy was just like not moving the relationship along and I was right. like wasting my time which right. was also upsetting so I, de- I didn't have anybody else in mind but I definitely dated quick I remember with all of those different situations I definitely went back right. I mean, within a week, I was dating again. Like, it wasn't like I definitely didn't sit at home and cry. I mean, I cried, but like I went out and
1: right was whatever. Yeah, you know, I think, I think women might. I don't. I don't think it's cheating, but if we want to call it this, just for the listeners, well, I it's not
0: crazy. fair. I mean, you shouldn't even like texting another person like an emotional
1: affair. I you mean, know, I, I mean, emotion- I think a lot of times women might emotionally cheat before they actually leave a guy. Yes, I, people, I agree with you. I agree. Going, and if they don't have a specific target, they know like, well, I'm going here and I'm going for this type of guy next. I yeah, think- no, exactly.
0: Yeah. I right. think because we're looking to like feel. Right. That we're still there's options out right. there, right. <laughs>
1: right. And actually, you know. Friends with a guy who helps in marriage coaching, and what he told me is, you know, in regards to marriage, women think about leaving you two years before they actually do. That's
0: true. And that's then within true.
1: one year, that last year, they're actually now actively checked out, and maybe if you want to say emotionally cheating of where they're gonna go.
0: I agree. So, and I okay. think it's obviously case by case. It's not, it's just like the average, but like, that's definitely on point for me. Right. I, even with my, well, my marriage was much more complicated. You know, I had children involved in like a life and other things, but I took a while to, to make that decision. I was definitely, it was more than two years, really. It was a long time. And the engagement thing, that was about a year. At, at least wow. maybe longer. It was a long time before. Yeah, I and I know, cause it's like, you know what? I'll tell you why. <laughs> at least this is the case for me. It's like, it's not that you're like afraid there's not going to be somebody else coming. I was never, at least for me, I was never worried that I wasn't going to meet someone that I was, that was, I was going to have a hard time meeting people. It was more, I felt like once you say that and you end it, it's sort of like there's no guarantee that person's going to take you back if you make a mistake and you changed your mind. So like for me, there's always like there's no turning back, you know, like or you have to know that there there's the potential of no turning back. Right. And I was each relationship I was, and um, I don't think any of them were spontaneous that I personally ended. They I gave it tons of thought. Like I definitely went back and forth. I wanted to be sure. I was not sure. Like, you know, like that sort of thing. Whereas like, I feel like guys are sort of like, and- they come, they get like nauseated by a person or got a girl and they're like, bye. <laughs> right. It's a bye. little bit more like
1: which Wait, is why women might want
0: to dichotomous we're more shades of gray <laughs> right
1: that's why women might want to feel out new options first because if they're aware because men don't really think like that the no turning back kind of thing because men are a little bit more rigid i think yeah like um,
0: black or, right right, yeah, right. I've
1: never crossed my mind i've never even heard that from a male client so really? Was, yeah, never. Okay, well like, there oh,
0: you go. There's some. There's cool. some. There's some. I, uh, in content for future sessions with your clientele. At least that's right. my case. I mean, that's definitely I, like I my mindset.
1: This is, and that would probably be why you would reach out and kind of feel out people first to make sure, like, well, there's no turning back. So I really, yeah, want to, like, maybe I'm I shouldn't. Right like,
0: I really do love him. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Right. Like, he's annoying. He's Like, we You know, like. <laughs> right.
1: so, in, okay. In answer to that first question. I would say that I think women have an easier time over breakups because i I think women have an easier time meeting people like you said like it wasn't even a fear for you like you know you'll meet someone else whereas men really don't know that men really don't have that belief they Um, don't no definitely yeah Yeah. interesting um because they know that they probably have to be the ones to take action to go approach and meet someone and and make that person like them because you know men just have that that underlying Mm -hmm. thing of you know we're kind of the chasers um, and
0: may, maybe, maybe too, Max. Maybe because girls, women take um, so long to make that choice. We've already sort of mourned it on our own,
1: right? In the relationship. I mean,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. I mean, that's definitely not healthy, but whatever. Okay, let's go on. What else? What else, What other obstacles do guys face when they break up? So, when they're on a date, you, they're they're putting themselves out there. They're on a date today ever go backwards and like miss their ex and like do a text like drunk to the ex and you deal with any of those situations with your guys i've had guys do that to me that's why i'm asking you (laughs) not like not like the um the what do they call it when they text late the boot that's not a booty call like they just they text me and i'm like why are you texting me we broke up like leave me alone yeah
1: okay cool um so i help guys get with they perceive as higher quality women and that doesn't just mean in attraction that all like yes obviously your high quality man should be someone that you're attracted to it's very subjective um but also have qualities in a life partner that you can have so that's what i mean by high quality so it's, it's mm-hmm. not just looks so a lot of oh times-
0: yeah i figured like right. intelligence college or whatever successful driven exactly. like exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: so um you know a lot of times guys come to me to get higher quality women so that doesn't really happen when i help them date higher quality women because now they're happier because they feel that the new women that they're meeting are higher quality than their ex but sometimes when i get a guy that has a high quality ex when he's meeting women that could happen where, you know, he'll text her or maybe they still, you know, hang out and maybe they do have a couple booty calls and stuff because they're both still attracted to each other and they're not, mm-hmm. in a relationship yet either one of them. Um, so I think they will do that if their ex is, is high quality and they're still dating similar cal- caliber women. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of guys I attract because of my whole, um, you know, I don't want to use the word pitch, but because of my whole like line of helping guys meet higher quality women. I think a lot of times that that kind of makes that harder to happen because they're aiming to go up. if that makes sense
0: okay so let's switch gears a little bit let's talk about the high quality women because i'm curious so what um, without giving away um all of your secret sauce so to speak what um, what are some of the key things you, you, you work on with these guys so that they can attract women and what types of women are they really looking for
1: okay so my guy the business guy the entrepreneur the guy who's very very busy at work he is really looking for a girl that is successful but also still in touch with her femininity and is still Mm -hmm. able to be feminine out on a date but i don't put that blame on a girl because truly i think a girl will become feminine when she's in the presence of a masculine i think the problem is you know um, everyone has both, right? Everyone has masculine energy, everyone has feminine energy.
0: Right. So when a right.
1: woman's at work, she's accessing more of her masculine energy. And so, yeah. And I think yeah. that when they go out on a date, like I said, you know, when the guy's in his head, he's not present, he's not being masculine himself. His masculine force isn't strong enough to make this girl feel comfortable relaxing into her feminine. Like she's not ah. comfortable, you know, accepting this man as the protector, accepting this man as, as the emotional leader right now. She's just not ex- comfortable in doing any of those things. So when it's a masculine, a masculine, that's a friendship. There's no spark there. There's no attraction. There's no polarity. Nothing ever happens there. So I never blame women with that. A lot of times when guys say they want more feminine women, the thing that they have to do is become more masculine themselves. And when they become more masculine, they do, they attract more feminine women because very feminine girls tend to attract very masculine guys and mm-hmm. vice versa. Whereas, How
0: do they become more masculine mask? What do you, what do they do to make themselves sure. more masculine? They're going to cry am blah, blah, blah. You know, like what do they?
1: Well, right. I definitely help them with a few mindsets. I definitely help them with sub communications, which is 93% of human communication, by the way, that's eye contact, body language, um, vocal tonality. So I do help with all those things to be perceived more masculine, but, um, you know, those could be all under the category of fake it till you make it. And that works. But I also mm-hmm. want to help actually make it. And the biggest thing is going to be having that mission, having that purpose in life, putting something, a big goal in front of you. When you're working towards that every day, it's extremely hard to, to not be masculine. It's extremely hard to not be an alpha male when you have something so important. It's impossible to be needy when you're working towards something that's more important than everything.
0: Okay. That's good advice. That's interesting. Okay. So something that you're like, basically is an exercise they're doing all all the time. So when they show up for the day, it's just a natural, you know, they're not putting on a different mask, so to speak. They're showing up as their authentic self because they've been working on those traits. Why do you think, is it because of their, um, these, their high impact jobs that they pull back their masculinity on a day to day? Or do you think that men just, I don't know, in this day and age have less of that trait?
1: Well, I definitely agree men in this day and age have less of that trait. 100%. Why?
0: Why is that? I'm curious. that's so interesting.
1: I think there's a ton of reasons. I think there's a ton of I don't want to use the word conspiracies, but I think there's like a ton of reasons. I think it has a lot to do with our diet. I think it has a lot to do with our lifestyle. I think it has a lot to do with what we're fed by the media. Um, masculinity is constantly being put down. It's constantly being, you know, um, being called toxic. And I agree that there's toxic versions of it, but I don't think being a man and being masculine is toxic, like it seems to be in, in 2022. So I think we're bred from children that this is not okay to be that that person. So mm-hmm. I think it's very normal for us to kind of, you know, relax, be a little bit more feminine, not make as many waves, not lead, not be outspoken, you know, not that makes sense. On toes, mm-hmm. You know, and, and things like that. I, funny story. I actually had a client and this is the analogy I like to use.
0: Okay. And I wanted to make some do so you say that and I'm go back to this because I have an interesting thing to add to the okay. too, the whole me too situation. But it's something that okay. I talk about amongst my friends. Go ahead, continue. I want to hear your anecdote. i wanna hear that
1: too. Um so we were talking about he was just way too nice and he had he went on three different dates. Every single girl at the end said, You're really cool, but you're just too nice. Like they, they literally said that to him. I was shocked too. I was like, they really said that to you? And he was like, yeah. Um, so I was like, that's crazy. So That we, is I,
0: weird. I agree. That's right? weird. Uh-huh, so what you totally.
1: describe was you are not looking to hurt people. You're not looking to step on anyone's toes. You're not looking to, to walk over people. Not at all. But I want you to imagine you are a car driving on the highway. There's multiple lanes and you're in your lane and you are going towards your destination. If you have to change into the left lane, if you have to change into the right lane, you're not constantly looking behind you. You're not always checking your mirrors. Like you have to do what you have to do to go in, in your direction. That doesn't mean that you're looking to hurt anyone. It doesn't mean that you're being a bad person, but that means that you, you know, if you gotta go in the left lane, you gotta go in the left lane. And this guy literally told me that while he's driving in reality in his car, he's constantly looking up at the rearview mirror to see if anyone's coming up too fast and oh let me jump out of the way so that guy can go past them. So God forbid That's I don't so hold funny. him up. And I'm like, are you kidding? I'm like, you really drive like that. And I'm like, while you drive, you are exercising that nice guy energy. So while you drive to the date you are becoming more unattractive. So the second you sit down, that girl's not gonna like you anymore. And That comes down to like you just said, I have them in this mindset all day because it's not a light switch. You know, you can't be a yeah. nice guy, beta male, 22 hours of the day and then become alpha and masculine for two hours on no, a day. No, it probably
0: work. comes off like smooshy, like, like sure. kind of like, a, yeah, that's funny. When <laughs> I, mean, I drive, i am scared to even tell you. <laughs> Signs in the way, I hit that, like smash oh. it in a tree. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going where I want to go. I don't care what's in the way. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> so no, I just know it's because I'm like,
1: no, no I'm have
0: a gazillion things in my brain that means to be flushed out like more than it is, but okay. Correct. So, my going back to the comment I wanted to make about me too. So, I have some guy friends, and we talk about this not all the time, but often it comes up. And I, I have to say, I agree with them. So, they're afraid to put on too much masculinity i'm guessing this is sort of where you were going and if i'm wrong then feel free to correct me but they like in the workplace predominantly but i can totally see how that could transition and trickle into your personal life as well so they're i don't want to say afraid they're just like reluctant is probably a better word to use um
1: so like, nine to like they
0: want to hold a door open for one of their colleagues who's a female, but then they're like, Oh wait, that's wrong to do. Cause of me too. You know, like, Oh, and I'm not saying anything about, yeah. I mean, thank God for me too. I mean, I feel awful for the women. Mm-hmm. I've been in a situation a couple of times personally, like I'm nothing with that. I'm just saying, I see there's obviously a ton of positive with it. And there's also a, some negative, unfortunately, as there always is in scenarios um, that come to light, because it's then they're sort of left in this gray area of what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. And so they choose to just almost become vanilla, you know, um, in a sense, so that they're not insulting anyone they're not getting in trouble they're not doing whatever and then they're also not being themselves because they're trying to remain in this neutral vanilla shade as opposed to sharing flickers of different colors that would be more appropriate and also i guess embody their masculinity would you agree
1: i would and if they hold back their thoughts and they're afraid to make any waves and they're afraid to have anyone disagree as a woman can you really trust this guy as your masculine protector as your leader can you put all your faith in this guy knowing that he bows down to the world of course
0: not. Yeah, I mean, probably then, not. But even if they're like the female people who are like above that, but I feel like, and then they show up on a date, and they're you know they're, that's a trained. Eventually, that becomes yes, ingrained absolutely. in your you know your persona and your personality, yes. and then it's you know probably like you say the white switch, like the light switch is it's hard so to like, like at nine switch that. A
1: day at work. How are they going to be any different on the mm-hmm. date?
0: Yeah, it probably is like that through their life, you know, you know, in general, eventually. Uh, And very interesting. Okay, so any other any. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue.
1: No, you're just one quick thing that I just want to there too. I get DMs so much from like, if you want to say like feminists or, you know, angry messages saying that what I'm doing is creating misogynists and, you know, guys that want to use women or whatever. And it's just funny Mm -hmm. because if you really think about it, if a guy comes to a dating coach to learn the correct way to date a woman, to attract a woman, to get more into like sexuality, get more like into the seduction phase, if they're going to get coaching to do that the right way, doesn't that show that they actually care about doing things the right way and making sure a girl feels comfortable and making sure all these things, because yeah. if they really didn't yeah. care, wouldn't they just go and force themselves on her and do whatever they were going to do anyway and not care about yeah. the right way? Because I yeah. care. I'm just i yeah.
0: Yeah, you're obviously working with good quality guys, which yeah. Is so like, every time I
1: get that message, I'm like, how do you think that? Like the fact that they're hiring a coach should show you that they're a good person.
0: No, I think they are. Like, not all guys are that way, but yeah, you're. I mean, and not all girls are good right. either, you know. Obviously, so right. no, but your guys are probably good guys. They're just probably a little lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. of what's appropriate, what's not. Like it's a weird time we're in right now overall. So we are almost out of time, but let's talk about like one more thing. Is there any other topics um not topics but is there any other um issues with the guys that you're seeing is on like trending right now because we're coming out of you know I don't want to say we're coming out of COVID. I just saw this horrible article about what's going on in Hong Kong. See the news. I'm scared, it's going to come over here. But I think the dating life is sort of back sort of in the normalcy a little bit more than it was, oh, uh, I, you know, like a year ago or even a little longer. So as people are getting back out there and trying to meet people and like see them in person, obviously go on real dates, not just video dates and things. Are you, is there anything you're saying in general that is a little bit different now be, coming after COVID as opposed to, well, you know what I'm saying, um, yeah. as opposed to before?
1: For the last 10 years, I think approach has been a big issue for guys. And I think that- Oh,
0: that's good. Let's talk about that. COVID because of Because of the dating apps and stuff. And they don't, now they don't know how to go up to a girl in a bar.
1: Because of dating apps and, and just because of smartphones, because you know what? I'm yes, so that's weird. what I'm
0: saying because like, everyone's glued to their phone. It's so awkward. Like, yeah,
1: it's more normal to sit there on your phone like this and not make yes. up with anyone and yes. just actually walk yes. up and be social. So I always yes. tell my guys that, you know, you're right. Approaching girls in 2022 is abnormal. That you are being the weird one, honestly. So what I do is yeah. I have them do an approach where I help them, you know, Flip that around and have a comfortable approach if you want. You are a girl, I can tell you exactly what they do. You can tell me if it's good advice or not.
0: Tell me, go ahead, go, go, go.
1: Yes, because yeah. so
0: oh I think I was hit on yesterday, but I didn't even get it because I was like, oh, too late now. It was cute. Okay. Oh, well, right. All right, go, ahead.
1: Guys, All right, go ahead, hit on. You can just, you know, send them my card and I can help. Yeah, right? No, I was
0: like, no, I was trying. I think, and then my friend was like, Mindy, he was like. Totally flirting with you i'm like he was that was flirting oh i'm like shoot yeah. he was cute where did he go
1: <laughs>
0: oh, <no. laughs> all right go ahead
1: go ahead. i say whenever you approach a girl she has two questions on her mind and if you can't answer these two questions for her she'll never lower her guard and she'll never you know you'll never okay. have to approach i tell them yes. those two questions are um why is this guy talking to me and how long is he going to be talking to me for I say, if you could answer those two questions in a girl's brain, I think she'll be much more comfortable with you. So I give them the scenario. Imagine you're you know, getting a drink at Starbucks and you're going to walk out and there's a girl that you're attracted to. Maybe she's sitting there on her laptop doing school, doing work, whatever. Okay. Um, a really good way to walk up and approach her could be, walking up and saying like hey i only have a second because i have to get back to the office but you seemed really cool and i didn't want to sit on my phone like a typical millennial and scroll and waste time and you seemed really cool so i wanted to come say hi I'm um, max what's your name you know something like that i think is a really really good approach because now you're saying i have to go do this thing in a few seconds so you're putting a time limit on it you could say like oh i have to get back to a work meeting i have to do something for school i have to meet up with a friend whatever but you're okay. saying i'm only going to be here for a second and then you say but in the meantime I didn't want to scroll on my phone like a typical millennial. You know, I don't think that's good. I wanted to be social. You seemed really cool. So I wanted to come say hi. And now what you're doing is you're creating your own frame where you're saying, I understand that the norm is sitting on your phone and scrolling, but I don't want to be that way. I want to be social because I think this is healthy. And I think you're a healthy, cool, social person as well. And I wanted to come say hi. And I think when you do that, I think the girl could take a deep breath and say, okay, this guy's only going to be here for a second. He doesn't want to sit on his phone. He wants to be social. And he seems really cool, so I think I can talk to him. And He's going
0: to sit down at your table where you're working on a project on your laptop and chat with you for a few minutes? Is that what you're saying?
1: He doesn't have to sit down at the table right away. I think he can start talking for a second and kind of get her vibe and see how how excited she is by his What would he say? What I would have have him say is, you know, if he's talking to a girl, he'd be like, oh, you look really social. And she'd be like, hi, oh, my name is so-and-so. What I always tell him to do is you should always assume something instead of asking her like what is she doing so if you walked up to a girl and you said something like um oh are you doing work like for work right now like are you working on a presentation like if you just say that out of nowhere humans love to tell you when you're wrong about something so 90 percent <laughs> of the time you will be wrong so she might say oh no i'm not doing a work presentation i'm actually working on something for school and you just you get more investment back rather than you say oh are you doing work yes it's like if you want to not get one word answers from girls don't ask one word questions you know ask better right questions. So I always right. ask him to do that, um, and then you know the girl open up a little bit more as to what she's doing. And again, there's a lot of play here, like their mindset, their body language is on point. Those sub communications that we work on in the mentorship. Um, but now he's having a good conversation with the girl, and I always ask him to go more into feeling questions. I say, you know, I think. And I feel are two completely different sentences and they'll get two completely different answers from girls. And I say, you know, while the girl is doing her work or her schoolwork, she's in her masculine energy. So you are approaching a masculine energy human. So it's your job if she is giving you an invitation to do it, it's your job to put her more in her feminine energy and have her enjoy your time together. So I tell them to do this by going more into her emotions. So something like, oh, cool. So you work in marketing, like, you know, how does that make you feel? You know, when did you feel like marketing was what you wanted to do? And mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. such a different question. Like it makes
0: me feel like I'm sick half the time. No, I'm just kidding. I, mean, <laughs> I hate cool. your job. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, that's smart. Good. yeah. Go well, ahead. Continue. Though, yeah.
1: Like, oh, like what is it about you that makes me feel sick? That's crazy. And then imagine like you're very. And I tell my guys, don't fake being curious. Really become a curious person. So now imagine that moment. He's like, wow, it makes you feel sick. That's crazy. As he's sliding out the chair and sitting down and like really curious in what you have to say. I think that would be It a makes really you cool feel book. sick. Why do you do it, sweetheart? <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, go that's good. What would you do if you were in a bar? What would your what would your let's do that really quick, like that scenario. So I'm in a let's let's yeah. let's role play. All right. Okay. I'm I'm in a bar. Okay. And I'm waiting for my, this will be me in probably a couple hours. I can't okay. come fast enough. I'm going to Avra for happy hour tonight with a couple girlfriends. So I'll be sitting at a bar um, and I'm drinking my martini, probably espresso, martini um, okay. or dirty, whichever I feel up to. And I'm sipping it and I'm waiting. They're not here yet. So now what? And I'm looking at my phone because that's what I would be doing. I'd probably be looking at my emails for work or checking social media.
1: All right. Gotcha. And action okay so i give them two different approaches and i say in a bar or a club you want to do a two-step approach which is you want to we have to understand when you first approach a girl you're getting the bad rap for every other guy that approached that girl and let's assume that the majority of guys that approach you you know probably aren't super fun, probably aren't- This
0: sounds like a really good night for me. All right, <laughs> it's like 30 guys. All right, go ahead. I'm kidding. Right. Gonna I'm going to go there at three o'clock today, not five. All right, go ahead. But
1: I think most guys don't leave a, a approach until the girl kind of sends them away and says she's not interested. So yeah. I think a lot of times when a guy approaches a girl, she thinks that- He's going to be there until she tells him to go. So I say, yeah. you want to approach her and leave as quickly as possible so you can set a new first impression with you and show her that you're not like the other guys. So at a okay. bar, I would okay. tell him to walk up and I would tell them to say something like... Um, Oh hey, like I just have a second, I'm gonna get back over to my friends in just a second, or hey, I'm about to go get a drink in just a second, but I haven't actually been here before. Is this like a cool vibe? Do you like it here? Is this a fun place? Or you could say I have been here before, but like this is the only place I really go to, like on this block. Do you know if there are any like other cool spots? You have? ask an, an inquiring question. Always talk about the environment because that's really good. Cause then you take the spotlight off of you and the girl, and now you're talking about everyone else in the environment. So you could say something like, Oh, how's the place? Have you ever been here? Cool, like what's a good drink? Awesome. All right, I'm gonna go get that. Maybe we'll run into each other later, and then walk away, get the drink. So now you left before the girl could send you away, and hopefully, if the interaction was good and you're in a good energy, hopefully you leave the girl wanting more. And then later on, the ice is already broken, and it's so much easier now to walk up and be like, "You were right. This drink pick is really good. Like, how is? Oh, your- that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, her- yeah. Her- so her- then you
0: can hang out a little bit, and then she's like, "Hey, you know, like, I like, because for me, I'd be like." wait, where did he go? Like, exactly.
1: He? exactly. Yeah. While you're wondering that, you're investing in him. And investing yeah. equals attraction. The more invested you are on someone, the more attracted you are to them. And I think it's good when he's able to say hi to you, but still go get a drink and say hi to you or go to the bathroom or go see his friends. Because that shows you that you, when you're talking to this guy, you're not being suffocated. It's not like he's going to be there until you tell him to leave. It's, you know, he's the guy is pretty well. He's just having fun. He's having a good time. But, you know, he's going to stay with you as long as you guys are having fun and having a good connection. I yeah. think makes it much easier for you to relax. And, and then before yeah. you know it, because there's no restraints, you know, um, yeah. when the guy doesn't want anything from you, wanting nothing attracts everything. And, and that's a really good approach.
0: All right, love it. You got a lot of good um, advice there, Maxie. Oh, thank you. Um, so. <laughs> you don't mind me calling you Maxie. You have a really cool name, by the way, Max, Maxim. You thanks. know, Maxim reminds me of the the magazine Maxim. Do you know Maxim Magazine?
1: I do, I yes. do. And there's a lot yes. of dating advice and things like that. So hopefully yes. because my name shows that, uh, the career path I'm in, which is awesome. It's
0: very, yeah, it's a very cool name. All right, so for all of our Race for the Ringers out there, um, guys and girls, how can they find you? Give us all the good juice. Go ahead.
1: Of course. So the best place to find me is on Instagram at Coach Max Maxim. I know so many of these listeners as women, which is awesome. This is so cool to put that perspective out there. But if you have brothers, cousins, best friends that you're not attracted to because they're just not masculine enough, please send them my way, and I will help these guys. And who knows, I might just help you, you know, make this guy your dream husband.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Or find maybe hook up one of your people with one of the girl of or whatever too, right? For sure. Um, all right, good stuff. All right, thank you so much for being a part of us today. We had a thank really you. good convo. I really appreciate you. And wow. um, have a good weekend.
1: Thank you. You as well. And, ma-
0: and Mazel Tov, um, Jewish, on your engagement. I'm really happy for you guys.
1: Perfect. Thank you. I really okay. appreciate that. Okay.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death. a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye.